Aloha. Welcome to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Well, today we are going to be talking with some curious folks who knew before the rest of us knew that the rise in telemedicine was inevitable and it was going to happen. And today I have Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chowhan on the line, and they established a company that was right in the perfect position as we had to deal with the COVID pandemic. They had already looked at telemedicine, and now they're looking at becoming an even more fully functional platform for people to get medical care right from the convenience of their own home. So we are going to talk some more today. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Strong, Dr. Chowhan. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Now, I'm curious, you know, I remember talking with both of you back in 2019, and you were establishing telemedicine then as something that you were both highly interested in and able to start a venture forth about that, using that different type of methodology for checking in to see your doctor and urgent care. And and then the pandemic hit, and everything moved into the virtual environment, and we were all following your lead. So tell me... What was the inspiration, even before COVID-19, to really take a look at telemedicine as a practice potential that was able to really take off in the last year and a half or so? Dr. Strong? Yes, I'll go ahead and leave, yes, I'll go ahead and leave off. So um, for those of you who don't know my, my background, I, I moved to Hawaii um, roughly 2007. I've had a pretty unique perspective on healthcare. I've worked in a number of different uh, healthcare facilities. I started off in Hilo, so I got this introduction to old Hawaiian uh, cultures and customs. And I worked in uh, Kona Community Hospital, uh, Maui Memorial. Uh, worked at St. Francis Hospital System um, in the Hawaii Pacific Health System at Polymomi, and also Castle Medical Center. So I've I've kind of seen how things work in a lot of different environments in Hawaii and on different islands. And one of the things I continue to do as I kind of migrated through all these different health systems is I continue to fly back to big islands where I um, felt like it was my duty to give back to the community there. And so I did that for several years. I worked in the intensive care unit and the medical floors. And... Um, you know, it made me realize that healthcare is not the same for everyone. Everyone doesn't get the same, although everyone deserves to have the same care. And by my being over there, I was able to help people um, save a lot of lives. I was able to facilitate a lot of transfers to some of the more major medical centers on Oahu. And I continue to do that. And um, through my career, as I um, met my friend, Dr. Chauhan, uh, who actually worked for the, works for the largest uh, telehealth service in Europe, uh, putting his expertise and know-how with my understanding of the background in Hawaii, um, you know, we decided that we can actually do something for the people of Hawaii. And healthcare really is a struggle for a lot of people who, um, in Hawaii, there's not a lot of primary care doctors. Um, it's hard to get a visit to see someone. And creating this platform and this software, we're able to bring healthcare to your living room, to your fingertips. And we feel that by continuing to improve and innovate, um, we're actually going to make life better for people in Hawaii. Um, and we know that during the pandemic, it's been very difficult because a lot of people had to struggle. Even a lot of the medical practices, we just didn't see a lot of business. So a lot of people have um, been distressed 
um, as far as income goes, things like that. And we felt that offering the service and making it accessible and affordable has really done wonders for a lot of people in the community. We continue to have people calling from neighbor islands all the time. We're so happy to help them. We want to continue to do more. And as we continue to grow the company, we're going to continue to make more and more technological advances that's going to make it a more tremendous service. And hopefully it's going to be embraced by everybody in the state. Well, that's certainly a good reason to want to do it because we do have some problems with access to folks, particularly for our neighbor island communities and wanting to get in to see a doctor who knows them and is available when they have some issues and and we need to make it more convenient. I'm curious, Dr. Neil Chauhan, you have had a lot of telemedicine experience in other locations. And so you've sort of seen what the setup could be. What are some of the experiences that you've had in your in your career with telemedicine that you see that we are now embarking on here in Hawaii, even in throughout the U.S.? Yeah, so I started doing um, telehealth, telemedicine about six to seven years ago. Um, I, I, would, I would say the U.K. and Europe was probably a little bit earlier on the kind of telehealth side of things. And when I first started, I think I was the second or third a position to join our kind of startup in the UK, and now it's one of the biggest telehealth companies in in the Europe. So I think we see on average about fifteen to sixteen hundred patients a day, and it was kind of through through that experience and with Cedric's experiences, kind of why we thought this is a really good thing to be able to bring to Hawaii with some of the you know, issues we have, the kind of the geographical location, the kind of remote areas, the shortage of physicians. Um, we thought telemedicine was kind of a very helpful um, service that could help the community. Um, in terms of how I can see it helping Hawaii, I, I mean, COVID has definitely kind of sped up the adoption of telehealth services, and I think a lot more people have become comfortable with it. I think there was a time where it was still quite novel, uh, and people, you know, might have kind of chosen to be seen in person uh, rather than using a telehealth service, which there's still, you know, a need for that, but the convenience, that easier access point, not having to worry about kind of remote locations, um, I think has really brought telemedicine as, as part of a integral part of the healthcare system. And I, I expect that will continue to grow in terms of, you know, urgent care, primary care kind of, uh, issues, as well as moving to more chronic disease management and so forth over time. Is that the trajectory that you saw them start with your experience in the UK and in Europe? Did they start off doing things like like you're starting here with that idea of urgent care and behavioral health and, you know, moving into chronic medical conditions? Is that what they've done in those other locations or have they taken a different path? Similar, I'd say the, the bread and butter service that they have created there has been revolving around urgent care, primary care. Um, it's only now six, seven years you know, down the line that we're now looking at more of the chronic disease or kind of chronic problems that we can kind of manage. Uh, but it seems like the, the biggest value has been from the urgent care type um, complaints that people have. Um, in terms of behavioral health, again, it's interesting, different places kind of have different needs or kind of different um, uh, resources to be able to allocate. Here, I think there is a, a bit of a shortage when it comes to accessing behavioral health services and so forth. So for us, you know, having kind of 
research Hawaii and, and what we can really do to help the community, and especially around COVID and the stresses that that brought, uh, we felt offering behavioral health services, having psychologists and therapists that, that are easy to access was, was valuable, and, and people have been very grateful for that service. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan about their venture into Cloudwell Health and what that service is and how it can be accessed and utilized and what sort of areas has it really gotten a lot of feedback from so far in how well it's been helping meet some of the needs of our healthcare folks here in the islands. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking with Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan, the founders of Cloudwell Health, about telemedicine and virtual care. What was the inspiration behind establishing a system like this right here at home, and how can people access that? Right before the break, we talked a little bit about how, Dr. Neil, you've got experience from Europe and the U.K. on how this system was sort of adopted even earlier than we've looked at it here in the U.S., and Dr. You talked about how the pandemic has really facilitated the adoption of this and allows you to help support those communities that you've worked in so so far over the years and find unique ways to meet their needs without necessarily having to be in four places at once, which it, it sounds like otherwise you would have to do. So now the idea of telemedicine and virtual care, particularly for urgent care, there a lot of folks in primary care might be doing virtual visits in their office, but they may not be available in the same number of hours that patients may need care. What are some of the advantages of this telemedicine platform that you've noticed so far as far as access and availability are concerned? Dr. Strong? Yeah, I'd have to say um, the way we designed this business, we designed it to be 100% virtual, which means we're entirely online. Um, we don't have a brick-and-mortars location, uh, such as a doctor's office. There's a lot of overhead and a lot of people. We have a lot of staff that are all online. They're all local. They're all board certified. Um, all our coordinators are, are more like concierge people. They're also health coaches, so they're able to help us navigate the patients. Um, the beauty of that is um, we're able to function at a very high level, uh, providing uh, more personalized, consumer-driven care um, that's also um, an extended offer, uh, office hours. So, for instance, um, you mentioned there are other uh, offices that have similar services, but they have very limited office hours, and um, they just don't have the manpower to stay open uh, the hours that we do. We stay open from 6 a.m. currently right now to 1 a.m., and we're going to move to 24-7 very shortly. And so we're able to accomplish that and have very capable and competent physicians. We also have a, a specialty referral network. We're able to um, uh, get people uh, with urgent care visits to different specialists like cardiologists, um, psychiatrists, dermatologists, ear, nose, and throat, uh, gastroenterologists, all those core uh, specialties that people really need, the kinds of things that take you, you know, three to four months to get into someone. We can actually... Uh, hardwire, get the end of these people much quicker. And so we've been able to do that 
and it complements the core services that we already offer, especially the um, pediatric, adult care, and behavioral health services. So it sounds like for folks who might have a need to not just see someone for an urgent care visit, but may need some follow-up beyond that, you have established a referral network. Now, those referral physicians, would that be in person or would that also be virtual? So it's a combination. So we facilitate the handoff to the specialist. Uh, They conduct their own consultation. And depending on the situation, you may have an in-person visit. Um, depending on the issue and depending on the severity of the condition. But it could also be virtual. Yes. Well, and that's a unique combination that I think does meet the needs for a lot of folks because, you know, a lot of times it may just be something that could be handled in a virtual environment and facilitating that transfer to those individuals might really be, again, something that would to my mind, provide a convenience aspect. You know, I think you mentioned that earlier you worked in Kona and you worked in Hilo and you've worked in Maui. And so you can certainly see that in certain areas, there may not be a local provider who is able to handle some of the cases that somebody might experience symptoms from. And doing that virtual handoff and having that opportunity to have somebody speak to them, even if they're on another island, and then coordinate having them come if they need to for a variety of elements of care certainly seems to make a lot of sense. You mentioned that a lot of your staff are health coaches, and I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are, because I think the next wave of medicine, as we look at where virtual care is going, is probably going to be including some of the new wearable devices. I would think that if you can monitor sugars or monitor heart rate or monitor a variety of different areas as an individual, that those sorts of things can be put into a an app of some kind that could potentially lead to having health coaches provide chronic disease management in ways that we never anticipated. You know, I know that there's some research being done now for uh, blood sugar monitoring that doesn't even require any type of transmitter, nothing more than a watch. You know, so I know that there's there's some effort and moves in those directions. Do you think those those transformative changes are going to happen soon, or are we going to need to wait a while to see, to let the technology catch up with us? I think it's happening now. I think it's um, it's a very fast-paced growing area, and, and, and you're right. I think um, that's, that's the next wave of kind of additions to telehealth services. So, uh, you know, we have the acute care, urgent care side of things, um, you know, if we pick Hawaii as an example, you know, we, we have a, a high incidence of, of diabetes, for example, and being able to monitor that uh, without a patient having to go in and out of kind of frequent visits, uh, being able to you know, live their life and have that kind of convenience of things being monitored even whilst they get on with daily life, um, I think is going to be huge. And I think it's going to be um, you know, a significant game changer when it comes to quality of life as well. So. Um, those are areas that we we are working on as well, uh, and kind of doing testing. And uh, we're excited that I think that is really going to be a, a valuable place for um, helping patients now. Well, I think it's it's a way to, you know, I often talk about telemedicine as, you know, the 21st century house call. That in fact, rather than having the doctor come to your house, which doesn't happen very much anymore, given the fact that most of us, you know, practice in in offices, 
it's how do we get back to that? And it sounds like, you know, often with tele telemedicine visits, when I do video visits, I sort of say, thank you for welcoming me into your living room, because often you don't get that experience anymore. So it's a new way to reach patients where they're at, which is very important, I think, as we look at trying to improve the health, not just of individuals, but also the population in general. Now, Dr. Strong, you mentioned that Cloudwell Health is connected to board-certified physicians that are local here in the islands. So what sort of network have you established? And it seems like that's a really important aspect of it, not just, I think, telehealth laws in general support that, but, you know, whether or not that continues to be a limitation of practicing medicine across state lines, who, who knows, the legislation could change on that. But you mentioned that that's really a niche that that really is something you wanted to support the community with. So who are some of your Hawaii board-certified physicians? Are they located on all separate islands? And and how did folks get interested and get involved in being a part of it? Um, I think I have um, a unique perspective. And I I, I mentioned before I've I've worked in a number of different health systems. I've touched a lot of lives, and I've I've worked with a lot of uh, medical specialists. So I've been able to, we've been able to cultivate a team of people, um, uh, different backgrounds, different specialties. A lot are, are primary care, but yes, we do have a lot of specialists as well. And so um, my working at Hawaii Pacific Health, I'm the chief of medicine there for Hawaii Pacific Health. And I'm also the, um, the physician advisor for Hawaii Pacific Health, which is a core health care system. Um, I've been able to um, get a team of doctors that I know, um, that I trust, um, various people, and, and put them together on our team. And it's a very solid team, and very, I'm very proud of what we have. And like I mentioned, we're all uh, board certified. We all work in a lot of the hospitals, so Polymomi. Some people work at Straub. Some people work at, at some of the Queens hospitals, even Castle Medical Center. Um, a lot of our specialists also are in these hospitals, so we have a, a, a unique ability to be integrated with all the major healthcare systems, and we can actually admit patients. So if we've taken care of you online, a lot of us will be taking care of you in the hospital, so there'll be continuity. Our uh, electronic medical record is soon to be integrated with uh, my chart, so uh, your medical record, you, you will own your own medical record. It will be portable. You will be able to share it with uh your primary care doctor or any other uh, medical um, person that you trust your care with. So um, these are just some of the things that we're able to offer, and and having a specialist network is, is a, I think it's a, a strength for our organization. Well, and it's, you know, establishing a, a portal of opportunity for folks that may not have existed even just a year and a half ago. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan about Cloudwell Health and the ways in which they foresee this type of a telemedicine platform as really helping provide additional options for folks here, right here in the islands, to access great health care. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. 
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. And today we're talking about telemedicine and how this virtual care environment has really been pushed forward by the pandemic and opened up some opportunities that we might not have taken advantage of as quickly as we did when COVID started to close down in-person sort of evaluations in physicians' offices and also create different challenges to the healthcare system in general. I've got Dr. Cedric Strong and Dr. Neil Chauhan on the on the line, and they've established a company, Cloudwell Health, that is looking at providing telemedicine services to folks. And right here in the islands, connecting with board-certified Hawaii doctors. Now, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the different network folks that you have involved, and you mentioned that you know, Dr. Strong, as you also practice in the hospital, this could be someone who you see and take care of in the hospital as well. And so there's a lot of different opportunities for combination and coordination of efforts, not just virtually in the telemedicine space, but also electronically with medical records and also with in-person care. So I'd be curious when you started this whole program, I I don't know if you guys have, I'm sure you did have the expectation about how successful it would be. What has been some of the feedback that you guys have gotten so far about some of the care that you have provided? I'm certain there have been some memorable patient encounters where you've been able to reach people in a location or at a time when it was really convenient for them. Does anything stick out in your mind, Dr. Neal or Dr. Cedric, about care that you've been able to provide? Gosh, yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, it, it's been great. I mean, when we look at kind of, from a patient satisfaction side of things, it's, it's always been kind of a five out of five consistently. And what's really nice is we have people, patients that come back all the time. So it feels like once people have used the service once, they do continue to use it. So for us, that's, that's rewarding to see. It, it sounds like we are kind of helping from that standpoint. Um, in terms of you know, particular cases or types of patients, it's, it's been a big variety. So you know, being able to help people that are kind of more remote, especially during COVID, uh, you know, when people were scared of, of going out or didn't have access or uh, you know, really just needed reassurance, you know, if it was difficult for them to get to a physical location, we were able to provide that. Um, equally, people that were visiting Hawaii, uh, you know, for them, limited kind of options in terms of accessing healthcare, and we were able to provide that for them. And equally, I know we kind of, we touched on, you know, the urgent care and the, the access or the speed of seeing uh, patients and you know a, a great case which is very frequent would be for example you know someone that's busy working uh, you know has a family and uh, has the stresses or pressures that COVID has brought with that and you know might put their health as a second you know priority with everything else going on because of the potential time it would take for them to get access uh, whereas with us it would be speaking or having a video consultation with us the same day and medication was required that would all get sorted the same day as well so huge variety of different types of patients that we've seen but i think it's been equally rewarding across the board in terms of really that key has been that additional access point and the ease and, and swiftness that we've been able to help patients well and certainly you've had to pivot quickly with the pandemic and looking at 
establishing a way to assist people locally, but also assist those who are now allowed to travel here. And you're right, there may be some limited health care opportunities for them, depending on where they happen to go and where they what they happen to encounter while they're here. So I'm I'm curious because I think we touched a little bit earlier about where we see this going in the future and and I think telemedicine has been a surprise to all of us at how successful that the technology has been adopted. Do either of you, you know, Dr. Strong, I'll start with you. Do you think we might see a decrease in the utilization of telemedicine as the pandemic sort of hopefully comes to a close? Or do you do you think or have those you've spoken to who have experienced it really liked the convenience and want to continue to provide or get their health care in that type of a venue? I, I'd be curious about what your thoughts are. Certainly not to, to hold you to it, because I don't think any of us could have predicted the last two years of existence. But uh, if you were to f- fast forward in a year or two, what would you think the adoption of telemedicine is going to continue to rise? And if so, in what areas would you be looking at expanding? Yeah, I, I think because of the you know the pandemic, the fact that we had the social distance, and the fact that a lot of people couldn't get into their doctor's offices and they were closed, that forced the sheer numbers of telehealth visits to go up. I I think the number of telehealth visits will continue to grow. I don't think it's going to drop very much, especially since the access is is more easy at this point. Um, as an example, just trying for me to get to see a dermatologist, and I'm a, I'm a I'm a physician. I'm trying to get to see a dermatologist. It takes me three months to go physically to see the dermatologist. Um, you know, we have partners that, you know, in various specialties, we can get you to see them within one week. Um, a lot. One of the other things that's changed uh, with our business, uh, personally, um, we didn't take health insurance. And so now that we take health insurance, we take every major health plan. Uh, we have no copay. We've waived all copays. We waive all tax. Um, and this is personal for me as, as a physician. Um, when I go see a, um, a, a dentist, I had a dental appointment. My dentist, I love my dentist, but he charged me $4 tax. And I said I would never do that to somebody, especially at this time when people are struggling. Um, people are distressed. You know, people, some people are just not um, doing very well, especially with the high cost of living. We've, we've, we've noticed that um, even real estate prices, everything has gone up. Inflation is driving the cost of food up, and some people have to actually choose, you know, if they're going to eat a decent meal, um, and so healthcare has to be something um, that is consumer-driven, but also has to be something that's fair and equal to everyone, and so we're in a, uh, in a position where we can actually offer a service, make it affordable, nothing out of your pocket. You're already paying your premium. Um, it's all-inclusive. There's no tax. There's no copay. Um, it's actually easier than going to see your primary doctor. It's cheaper. And so I think for that reason, we think that Cloud Health is going to succeed and achieve and, and be one of the premier telehealth uh, practices in the state. Well, and that's definitely a significant possibility given the fact that we are seeing such a transformation in the way medicine is practiced and the way in which we have to reach patients where they're at. I'm curious, Dr. Neal, given your experience and what you've seen elsewhere in the world, do you see that telemedicine is going to take off so far in the U.S. that we may surpass what has gone on in the U.K. and Europe as far as the expansiveness of what types of services we offer? 
I think there's a good chance of that happening. I mean, I think once the infrastructure is, is laid out and people are familiar and comfortable with telehealth services, you know, there's going to be exponential growth in this in this field. So, you know, pulling from my experiences, you know, I still, not during COVID, but prior to that, was working and traveling to England pretty frequently. And, you know, we, we still have a single point of entry healthcare system, so free for all people, you know, for everyone at the point of entry. And, you know, we, we do things like home visits still in, in the out of hours and on call and so on. And really with, with COVID and uh, you know, the, a, a bigger push for telehealth services, want to help the actual you know, healthcare infrastructure be more efficient and obviously safer for patients too. Um, it's really revolutionized the way that we are treating patients, uh, you know, whether it's in you know, daytime hours or you know, nighttime on call, out of hours coverage. Um, Well, I think it's definitely going to be the wave of the future. We're going to be looking at ways in which we conveniently provide care for folks to keep everyone healthy. I want to thank both of you for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click click on hawaiipublicradio.org or you can follow the links on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. Mm -hmm.